Hi, my name is Farron, and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N, and check out my website, Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to Hungry for Apples. I hope this finds you well. Today I'd like to talk to you a little bit about five simple ways to chill out. Alright, so I'm going to do my best to make these as simple as possible. If any of this doesn't resonate with you, just, you know, just hang out, see what the, uh, see, see what it is. You might change your mind. At first, I changed my mind about a lot of this stuff, actually. None of this just comes easy. Usually when something works, it takes, um, it takes some attempts. But for something like this to chill out, you know, I mean, what does that even mean to you? Chill out, relax, take a moment, get a break, have a little separation, have some space. I'm not sure how you look at it. It can be any of these things. So here's my offering. The first one, put your phone down for more than an hour. Set the timer on the phone and put it down and have something else to do. And the first time you do this, you're probably going to have to remind yourself every time you look at the phone. So make sure that the timer thing, the app, shows on your phone when you touch it so that you don't just open up and then have to remind yourself on your own. This way you have this little step in between. Make sure that you set something aside to do during this time or a number of things or maybe maybe a set of things has to happen. Um, the dishes, I don't know. Maybe you're working on some artwork and you need to go through some steps. So set it up according to whatever it is that you're doing at the time unless you want a full shift and give yourself an hour or more break to do something other than whatever it is you're going you're doing right now so let's say you're in quarantine like a lot of people still are it's totally possible that this is going to be rather helpful you might set an hour to do something and then realize oh this was awesome and set the timer for another hour and do a different thing all right I also think it's kind of fun when you set the timer to choose a number. So for example, if you're into, let's say, angel numbers, which a lot of my friends are, choose a time that's close to whatever your favorite number is. That's all. Something that gives you just a little bit more, I don't know, something to connect to. That's what I mean. I do know. Gives you something more to connect to. Number two. Number two is water. There's a lot of ways to look at this. If you can get outside and go to a water source of some sort, a spring, the ocean, a river, a lake, you know, that would be great. But right now, we, a lot of people can't really do that. So you have to take into consideration all of the different ways that water is around. So Let's say you're very busy. You could just splash some water on your face. I'm sure that you've heard that before. Here's the deal with that one. Do cool or cold water. It's going to work out much better. You can take a shower. You know, some people say take a cold shower. Just take a shower. I don't care what kind of water you use. Just make sure that 
Um, maybe you have something in there that you like, like a, a good smelling soap or something like that. Drink a bunch of water. This is, for me, helps my mood instantly. A glass of water, just, just enjoy the water. I know that sounds really corny, especially for some of the people out there that don't like water. I don't understand how you, you don't like water. Um, they don't like the taste of water, I think is what I've heard. Anyhow, get some water around you. If you can go look at it, go look at it. If you can get in it, get in it. Shower, bath, splash some on your face, drink some water. Anything like that is going to help. And it's kind of one of those things where it's a little bit instant. It might be, depending on how badly you need to chill out, you might need to pair this with something else, right? Maybe you put your phone away for a few hours, go somewhere where you can get in the water, take a bath, take a shower, something like that, and then have something else that you're going to do. This would be effective. It is time consuming though, so if you're limited on time, choose something, see how it goes, and then the next time you have, maybe repeat or choose something else, okay. For our third simple way to chill out, change the position you're in. So this can be very simple. If you've been sitting for a while, stand up, stretch, take a deep breath in the nose, out the mouth, shake it out a little, maybe go outside, um, look outside. If you have a window, open it. If it's been open, you're kind of cold, but you've been avoiding closing the window, don't do that. Close the window now, you know, Give something that changes the position that you've been in a chance. So all I mean by that is try not to just get up and then sit down again. That's probably not going to be very effective. But if you're in a meeting or something, I support you in that. Just get up and sit down again. Maybe move your hands around a bunch, something like that. Especially if you're starting to get nervous in the meeting that you're in. Um, take a moment and look at your hands, notice what they feel like, and just allow them to relax and watch them do that. And this will help you in the rest of the meeting, especially if you're, um, you know, on Zoom or whatever, and they can kind of see you. This, you can still do this, right? Okay. Something related to number three. So number four, shift the environment in some way. So, um... Some of these are going to overlap with number three, but who cares? Open and close the windows. Same as before, it's just now you're changing the temperature of the room, maybe adding in some air or um, letting in a new scent. Maybe someone cut the grass outside, something like that. That's what I mean for, for this. The other one was more about getting up and doing something simple. So for this one, it's changing the environment in some way. Um, incense, aromatherapy, anything like that. Maybe you have a bunch of crystals and stones that you can arrange if you like to crystal grid. Do the phone thing and then grab all your things and start to set up uh, just something that's pleasing to you. There's no rules there. Um, it just, you know, just working with them without having to think about it gives you a big break. You don't even need to 
be into any of the properties of the crystals and stones for them to help you in this way. So number five, shift the physical experience. This one is one that I probably do the most and it's because it's the most effective for the longer amount of time. So it depends on how much time I have and maybe how long I want to feel chill for. I don't know. It really depends on how, how you're feeling at the time that you approach needing to chill out, right? So for shifting the physical experience, one of the first things that I think of is, of course, breath, right? But I don't necessarily recommend just jumping into a complicated breathing exercise knowing that this is supposed to chill you out because if you can't control your breath just in regular, it's going to be really challenging for your mind to relax around the complicated breathing exercise. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those breathing exercises. I love them, but you need to be ready to do them. So if you want to use breath as your way to chill out, what you would do if you're all worked up in some way, which I totally get, first you want to catch your breath. You want to catch it. You want to know where it is, what's going on. And then you start to sort of calm it a little bit, notice the inhale, try to match the exhale so that you don't feel like you're hyperventilating or panting in any way. And then if you can sit there and breathe it in your normal fashion for enough time that you feel like you can start to pay attention to instructions, this is when you would want to start giving yourself the um, breathing exercise instruction. So if that's confusing, I totally understand. Here's the rundown. You want to be able to breathe normally before you try to do a complicated breathing exercise. That's the gist. The second part of this shift, the physical experience is of course movement. I love movement. Movement to me is a really quick fix and it's long term, but we're all a little bit different, especially if it's new for you. So first, if you really need, um, if you really are feeling, you know, not yourself and you need, need, need to chill out, I don't know if trying to remember a practice is necessarily going to help you so much. So first, see what part of your practice or movement practice is actually possible. Maybe do a yoga class online versus trying to remember the order of things, right? Unless you're very in tune with the order of things and how it works for you, which is fantastic. So just, you know, disregard. Another thing that you could do with this movement of the body thing is simply just going outside. Although physical exercise will be more effective than just opening the door and just walking out there. Doing that will also be helpful because there will be a shift in experience and the location of your body will change. Inevitably, the air around you is different and all of that. So this is helpful too. I just think that moving around and having a little bit of exertion is going to be more of a long-term effect. Um, but I totally understand if you're like, yeah, uh-huh, I don't want to move. Going outside is a big movement. If it is a big movement for you right now, I, just do that. Don't judge it. I'm not judging it. I'm just letting you know what I feel. 
And you know what? For me right now, getting out there is a big movement. Although I am doing my yoga practice, there are some days where I don't want any of that to happen. And I totally understand and I support every little bit of that. Another thing that's very helpful for me, which I've plugged a number of times on my videos online and I think in this podcast as well, are topical oils. Now, I don't know what brand you use or anything like that. I specifically use a couple of, of oils from a particular place because that's just kind of how I roll right now. But that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with other products, okay? So I'm not really here to plug products. What I want to tell you is if you have a relaxing oil, you want to put it on you as long as it's safe for your skin. That's why I'm calling it topical oils. So you would put it on your breastbone, you would put it on your wrists and around your neck at the back. I mean, I like the front too, the sides, you know, um, below the ears, but the back is very important as well. I personally, like I said, use these particular oils and I'll let you know what they are. The one I've spoken about before is um, red hibiscus oil and is specifically from Pohala. And I just can't say enough about how helpful this has been. If you've been in my yoga class in person, you're one of the people that did try oils on your body in class because we had a talk about it. This is the oil that you tried. Okay. And recently I've got something else from him. And it is vanilla of Tonga and Hawaiian ginger. And I personally use this to help me chill out just this morning, which is why I'm sharing it now. I hadn't planned on including the oil portion in this particular podcast because I've talked about it before. And, you know, not that I don't think it's not great, but there are so many different things that I can bring in. But I personally experienced a very, very helpful chill out this morning from this vanilla and ginger during my meditation. It was very helpful, extremely clear, and um, this is why I'm sharing it with you now. What you could do with your oil, like besides know where to put it, like I've already told you, is use it during a meditation like I just shared, I did this morning, or during your Shavasana. I definitely feel as though it is helpful to have a physical practice and then take some time for Shavasana and meditation with an oil. This could be the time that you set aside for your away from your phone time. Couple these things together. It's definitely recommended, although not required. So what you would do is at the end of your physical practice, you would apply the oil and then you would set yourself up in your either seated meditation or your lay down Shavasana. However you want to prop it, you could do thing where you put your back on the bolster so you're sit seated up and you're open shoulder shoulder across the front. Anything like that will help and you want to feel supported and you want to be there for a little bit of time this is one of those where one or two minutes is great, but if you can be there for five to 10 minutes, the benefits will be very long-term. 
At least that's my personal experience. Here's the thing, though. I really don't recommend you attempt to force yourself to sit still if you're feeling very off with a lot of energy. This is why I keep saying to do the physical practice first. It will work out much better if you shake out the energy a little bit and kind of rearrange it before you try to sit still. Now, I don't know you, but I know me. And this works so well that I can't help but share it. So let's go over a quick little rundown of the five simple ways to chill out. The first one, get away from your phone for over an hour, an hour and 11 minutes, something like that. Number two, water. Get in it, look at it, drink it, touch it, anything. Number three, change the position you're in. Stand up, sit down, you know, change it. Number four, shift your direct environment in some way. Open or close the windows, incense, aromatherapy, arrange your crystals, that sort of thing. And number five, shift the physical experience. Breathing, yoga, oils, things like that. Qigong, whatever your practice is, maybe do only a minute. Maybe you can do longer. It really depends on how you feel. I just don't recommend you try and force yourself into a very still situation if you're struggling to just relax in a regular way. I feel as though it'll be longer term effect for you if you move around and then do some of those relaxation things. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. You're the best. Something I wanted to share with you is that if this is interesting, I've put on my YouTube a special class. So first of all, my YouTube is called Dynamic Attunement Yoga. And the class is about 20 minutes and it's called a softening practice. It is very helpful. I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it. It's very simple. It's kind of like yoga, but it's really not so much yoga. There are some things that you'll do that will look like yoga asana, but it is set up a little bit differently. If it's interesting to you in the description of the class, follow the link to my Fern Marketplace, which is a new thing that I've created. It's my new online store where I have some art for sale. I have some prisms and crystals for sale. And I also have some classes there, some yoga classes where you can have a link that I will email to you. And there's something there called what I do before bed, which is very similar to the softening practice. It's just set up differently. There are different moves. And I feel as though if you like one, you'll probably like the other one. They're very related. All right. Thank you so much again for being here. I appreciate all of you listeners so much. Bye. 
All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider a small donation over at patreon.com backslash Farron. And feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, F-A-E-R-N. Or if you have any questions, check out my website, Farron.me. You can contact me there. You can see my class schedule and upcoming events. Again, you've been listening to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. I'm just feeling it out. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.